0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to an episode of Decoding the Unknown. Although Kevin has given this one the title "Decoding the Unknown," uh, sorry, <laughs> "Decoding the Known." Solved internet mysteries because we kind of like I really enjoyed. We've done like a series of internet mysteries that Kevin has written, and I enjoyed every single one. He's like Simon, man, we're really scraping the bottom of the barrel of like internet mysteries now. Uh, like, All right, he's like, I could do one about like solved ones. I'm uh, like, yeah, that sounds good. That sounds good. Let's do that. It's short. It's uh, this definitely a shorter episode. script feels unusually light. I've got kind of used to having these big weighty things. Uh, if you're new here, what happens is uh, one of my writers, in this case Kevin, will write me a script. I've never read it before. I might be familiar with some of these because the internet ones I sometimes am. We're going to read it together. We're going to learn together. It's going to be fun. Let's get into it. When I was but a wee lad. One of the most fascinating sites in the world to me was hell.com i feel like i remember this for something for starters i was like 12 so hell was still a pretty naughty word but also the site was intentionally mysterious i first discovered the site during its initial iteration when there was nothing on the site other than a warning stating that you were not invited and to go away over the years however more content became available it seemed to be like a secret exclusive club and i wanted in I never was able to become a member but that's for the best as i would probably not have fit in there anyway you see hell.com was not an occult website full of angry uh, full of angst ridden teens that wanted to feel cool and special it was a digital space for artists the site yeah <laughs> okay i must be thinking of something else the site was owned by artist kenneth aronson and it was absolutely playing into the name hell and people's lack of understanding of technology As the general population became more technologically savvy, projects like this simply became less viable without being much more elaborate. Just look at the classic 1982 movie Tron. Never seen it. I haven't seen the new Tron either. Uh, Was there a new Tron? I feel like there was. That's the one with all the lights and motorcycles and stuff. I never really got the appeal while a visually impressive film that was pretty groundbreaking at the time for its use of special effects the plot is incoherent gibberish that relies on the viewer having no idea idea at all about how computers work there's an awesome video on youtube which breaks down it's like a real life hacker it's like, sorry, let me say, this, you know how the YouTube real life hacker responds to hacking scenes from movies It's the most YouTube title that ever existed, but it's a really good video And it's kind of like he the best one I I think it's swordfish or whatever um, Is it swordfish where he's like hacking and there's like graphics on screen and the guys like when you're hacking There are no graphics. No one has made a graphical user interface for you to hack like through It doesn't look like this and it's like it's amazing because I don't know anything about hacking, but I do know it doesn't look like it does in movies most of the time arthur c Clarke famously said that any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic this is absolutely true but creators have taken this to mean that they can treat technology as though it is actually magic which is of course nonsense if you show a reasonable person something seemingly magical they will assume that it's just technology that they don't understand the converse is not true however you show sure, a reasonable person technology that they don't understand such as the inner workings of a computer in the early 1980s they're not going to assume that it's magic <laughs> unless they're really old and was re- <laughs> as well oh, it's just magic isn't it but even old people who say that they're being sarcastic they know it's not really magic they just know it's something that their old brains can't understand it's a good thing they never re- tried to revive tron well into the year 2000 when the average person had a much greater understanding of how the insides of electronics worked because that would have been downright silly they get the feeling that kevin is being sarcastic and that vaguely re- remembered tron movie redo it actually happens although i feel like it was in the year 2000 that's like 22 years ago really with technology rapidly advancing so too must internet humbuggery advance if the creators seek to deceive people there are a lot of mysteries in both physical and virtual worlds but more mysteries have been solved than not and the less magical technology appears to us the more easily the virtual mysteries can be solved as a fan of this channel you're likely a fan of other mysterious content well stop it because simon makes enough videos to keep you busy but i love how kevin is such an advocate my channel whenever i read a script and he mentions other youtube channels he's like yeah but you shouldn't be watching those should you you should only watch channels from fact god not even i'm that intense about it i like i don't even i don't even watch my own videos i mean because i'm in them it would be weird uh but i i i don't know there's lots of great stuff on youtube that should be watching like after this one go check out that internet hacker response to hacking in movies it's really good if a bit like on the nose for youtube (laughs) but if you insist on watching other videos as well there are plenty of lists of unsolved internet mysteries out there that feature nothing but solved mysteries yeah the problem is when we solve one of these internet mysteries it's boring it's almost always boring the unsolved thing you're like oh my god it was the cia and then when it comes out it's like oh no it's just a kid in his basement and it's just a bunch of red herrings and it's really boring in reality which is why like unsolved is more interesting than solved it's probably why i called this channel decoding the unknown rather than stuff we know about and with simon um yeah yeah so unfortunately it pays to be like to be ignorant of the solution to save you some time so that you can focus on quality well researched and truly unsolved content like what we have here at decoding the unknown here are some of the most pervasive solved mysteries that lesser youtubers might try to clickbait you with (laughs) and we shall look down our nose at those peasants webdriver torso i've heard of this WebDriver Torso is a YouTube channel that was created in March 2013 and started uploading videos in September of the same year. The channel uploaded lots of short videos most about 11 seconds long that appeared to be nothing but a series of slides featuring a white background with a red rectangle and a blue rectangle in various sizes and positions there were also tones included in the videos each a simple sine wave or square wave and the tones would normally change with each slide there was a lot of speculation regarding webdriver torso was it an internet numbers station a recruitment tool like cicada 3301 a form of alien communication no no and please see a psychiatrist the mystery behind this strange youtube channel was extraordinarily banal what a great surprise that is the channel was created by google and used as a means of quality control that's it when youtube was asked for comments about the channel their reply was we're never going to give you uploading that's slow or lose i thought they were gonna say we're never gonna give you up for some sort of joke We're never going to give you uploading that slow or loses video quality, and we're never going to- Oh, they are making a joke, and we're never going to let you down by playing YouTube in poor video quality. That's why we're always running tests like WebDriver Torso. Cute. But if a statement to the press is going to include a rickroll, I prefer it to be read by Melania Trump. Yeah. I mean, that's actually quite an interesting- The most boring thing would be, yeah, someone just uploaded it. Uh, It means nothing. They just thought people would speculate about what it meant. 11BX1371 Also known as the Plague Doctor video, this entry enjoys extreme longevity because it's just so damned creepy. Still, the mystery was solved in all of three months after going viral when the creator revealed himself. The video itself is shot in black and white and features a man in a Plague Doctor mask and a hooded cloak standing inside an abandoned building. The audio is an obnoxious and disturbing collection of noise seemingly designed to irritate people like Dubstep, but with less bass. Oh, Dubstep, man dubstep barely qualifies as music it's just unpleasant noise the video is such an old man the video's title when converted to binary and then to letters translates to muerte the spanish word for death when the tech news site gadget zz ran an article about the video on october 12 2015 the video blew up and was viewed over 700 times in one week gadget zz had received a dvd of the video in the mail from anonymous sender in poland someone's just playing a prank immediately immediately read it was on the case trying to decode the messages hidden in this mysterious video as well as identify the location it was shot embedded throughout both the video and audio are a number of hidden messages discovered using steganography spectrogram analysis I learned what steganography was not stenography nor what court reporters do um, in a previous video written by Kevin it's where you use something to look for like hidden messages and images we did it in the cicada script and deciphering Morse code, the messages were threatening and the images were of murdered and mutilated corpses. Holy sh! Fear not, however, the video was not made by a murderer and the images are stills from horror movies. Good. Plus, one image of a victim of the Boston Strangler. They also identified the location the film was shot in as an abandoned sanitarium in Otwock, Poland. Three months after the video went viral and attention had begun to die down, an individual going by the name of Parker Warner Wright claimed to have created the video. Parker Warner Wright doesn't sound particularly Polish, does it? <laughs> Parker Wright was also the name of the channel that hosted the original upload, so this wasn't already that much of a stretch. He uploaded a sequel video and challenged anyone at home to make an exact replica of the homemade Plague Doctor mask that he wore in the videos. Okay, so why? What's going on? He wound up doing an interview with The Daily Dot in January of 2016, in which he explained that it was all part of an art project inspired by cryptography. He had originally finished the video in may of 2015 at which point he left two dvds out in public in poland one on the subway and one on a park bench and posted the other to 4chan yet yeah, don't don't be don't be picking up cds in random places like this is like internet or data security 101 if you find like a uh, usb drive or a memory card or um, a cd do not put that in your computer don't be an idiot because a someone's just lost it it's not going to be like they're super valuable spy documents or photos that you're going to be a hero and return to them and maybe it is but it's not worth the risk because if someone has put some like little spyware tools on there or something that's going to mess you up like just just don't be inserting random don't don't put stuff you don't know about into your computer all right wasn't there that story um that someone hacked into like some big company like they just put spyware on little usb sticks and just started littering them around outside uh, corporate offices and eventually someone like one of their staff will pick it up go inside stick it into their computer and it's like all of that software that you have stopping people from hacking in from the outside and it's just like someone grabbing a little usb stick and popping it into their office computer because they're like i wonder what this is (laughs) don't do it psa over you're welcome when it failed to gain attention he mailed a copy to someone at gadgetzz why did Wright choose that specific person to send the video to because at a booth at some tech show Wright had been handed his business card the real name of parker warner wright is unknown but that's not important he's an american citizen living in poland there you go and this was his art project and since we know he's not opposed to doing interviews maybe someday he'll give us his real name but seeing as that is the least compelling part of this mystery i think we can safely call this one closed yeah art project is one of this these solved ones. This is the problem. Like, I love all the, the the unsolved ones that we do on this channel. It's like, ooh, that's interesting. That's a good one. I wonder what that is. And the reality is, all of them probably have really boring answers. <laughs> John Titor. John Titor was not the first internet time traveller, and he would not be the last. He was, however, the first to catch on in a big way. He was also not actually a time traveller. <laughs> what? As a that's a twist he wasn't a time traveler I hate to spoil this one right out of the gates, but come on, Titor appeared on various message boards and forums discussing time travel, why he was here, and what the future was like. He first appeared in 2000 and began using the name John Titor in 2001. Fake or not, the internet phenomenon was big, really big, big enough to monetize. In 2003, the John Titor Foundation was created, and they published the book John Titor: A Time Traveler's Tale in December of that year. The name John Titor was also a registered trademark that has now been abandoned. This is an old mystery that was debunked almost two decades ago when literally nothing that Titor predicted was even close to accurate so the biggest mystery here is why this still finds its way onto lists of internet mysteries the two men behind these works of fiction an entertainment lawyer and his computer scientist brother made the right call by trying to cash out in 2003 after all the second American Civil War that Titor predicted which could lead to a nuclear World War 3 was said to begin as a result of turmoil surrounding the 2004 election and so wait 2004 isn't that where just george bush gets a second term (laughs) controversial so it was best to rake in all the cash possible before the claims became demonstrably false while time travel stories are rarely believable rarely believable never believable maybe the word and this one was no different though i do remember finding it extraordinarily fascinating at the time it was happening yes much like fiction can be this is like some semi-real world fictional thing i love it when it blends the two worlds together it's like you know the da vinci code but for time travelers Yet they still had enough of time to profit from it, despite the popularity of Back to the Future, which is an all-time classic movie. They claimed that the time machine was housed in the back of a 1966 Chevy convertible. It takes some brass balls to make that claim and try to play it straight. Giedis Oh, I remember this one. This was like some weird toy or something, wasn't it? Or some drawing. Stickers? Something like that. Giedis first popped into the internet scene in 2017 when comedian Nate Thurland posted a picture of a metal pin containing a character named Giedis. He randomly came across the pin on eBay and thought it was interesting, so he'd bought it. Actually, he didn't buy a metal pin, he bought 75-80 to metal pins, a plethora of Giedises, if you will. His Twitter post was simple, what the f*** is Giedis? (laughs) It turns out nobody knew, or at least none of his followers knew, which is a cry from nobody shockingly however he had been unable to find any information about it anywhere online searching for Gedis yielded zero results which just doesn't happen still these existed so someone had to know right these are just made a few years before the internet and then totally forgotten about right so they'd be on the ins if it was made present day of course you just google it and it's going to be found but if it was made pre-internet forgotten about and then just left in someone's attic and then they sell it on ebay that's going to be the only thing Still, these existed so someone had to know, right? Well, the search went viral, and it only took about a month to solve. Gidas was a character from the land of Tarth. Okay, fantastic, but what is the land of tar? It was a set of stickers for kids with a fantasy theme. All Of the, of all the stickers, only Giedis got made into a pin. The stickers were created by artist Sam Petrucci. Sam is most famous for his work on G.I. Joe, but he also made logos and designed packaging for countless companies and organizations such as Friendly's, Dunkin' Donuts, Ocean Spray, Gillette, Charleston Chew, and Harvard. Wait, the university (laughs) that is a broad range of what did he do he designed gi he designed for gi joe dunkin donuts and harvard (laughs) if you notice a link between all of these names yes sam petruci was a local boy local to me in massachusetts not local to simon in prague yes that would be weird technically who produced the Gita's pins is still unknown but the internet as a whole seems to be pretty happy with the results that we found dark web red rooms the dark web home to every illegal and immoral thing your black little heart can imagine also people believe a lot of the rumors are true and there is definitely a lot of illegal stuff on the dark web there's also a lot of lies there are pages upon pages of scams trying to separate people from their hard-mined Bitcoin because of the notoriety of the dark web and people's ability to buy anything there from drugs to hired guns allegedly it was only a matter of time for urban myths to emerge wait is that alleged or is that a fact because wasn't that happening like back in the day and if it was happening back in the day it's not like it's gone away it's the dark web i feel like there's all sorts of like murders and going on not literal murders but people hiring murderers and stuff right which is scary so enters the red room a red room is a chat room stream on the dark web where you can pay to watch victims tortured raped and murdered and donate bitcoin to control the action that is super f-ed up and i hope it's not real it's like ChatterBay for psychopaths it's also 100% fictitious excellent news how can i be so sure you ask have i spent hours upon hours searching the dark web trying to find these things god i hope not kevin <laughs> no of course not but for the sake of research i spent a little time on the dark web feel free to give it a try it's mostly harmless you can download tor pop onto the hidden wiki for a starting point and go from there the first thing you'll notice is the dark web is pretty boring i've been on the dark web allegedly i um, don't need to say allegedly back when i was a student this was like back in the day the silk road was a thing i'm not sure if it going to it is a crime or not i definitely didn't buy i mean allegedly i went there and i definitely didn't but i didn't buy anything that's like not alleged <laughs> but it's like oh my god there's lots of drugs and shit. and like i i think drugs like fake paperwork for stuff like passports and shit. um it was weird it's a lot like the surface level web except much harder to navigate and the banner ads of cocaine instead of weight loss supplements although in a way i guess there's not even a difference was <laughs> that nickelback uh something about staying thin because of all the cocaine yeah nickelback quality ah uh, nickelback on that bad it's just you know nickelback aren't that bad they're not that bad the second thing you'll notice is that god it's slow with Tor's technology a live stream from the dark web is virtually if not literally impossible there are a lot of scary things and scary people on the internet but fortunately this is not one of them literally everything by the tech at realm don't think i've heard of this one I spend a lot of time doing research for these videos, but as I've covered most of the more prominent unsolved mysteries already, I spend a lot of time researching what other mysteries there are on the internet that I might not have heard of. Sometimes finding a topic to write about can be really difficult and generally exhausting. I'm sorry, Kevin. While I choose either to persevere or to quit and take a nap, it turns out that there was a third option available to me all along. Just make some up. Kevin, that is not an option available to you. (laughs) Just to be clear, I'm Fact Boy, not Fiction Boy. The Tech Realm is a channel with almost 1.5 million subscribers. But unfortunately, they seem to be predominantly of the opinion that his videos are real. Don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with writing fiction, but it's generally nice to present it as such. I'll never forget the embarrassment of making it halfway through the audiobook of Make Love the Bruce Campbell Way before realizing it was a satire of celebrity memoirs and not a genuine account of events. But is that true? <laughs> but thanks to Tech it's YouTube Unsolved series i get to relive that feeling again and again wait are we just like <laughs> this is the closest i've ever been to being a t channel what's it called the tech realm okay look the the second search if you search the tech realm on youtube um is the next thing is the tech Realm exposed <laughs> and the top video is the It realm an empire built on lies oh my god really I can't comment on this because I don't know enough about it. But Rockstar Games roasted my GTA 6 idea. I made it anyway. Um, th- wait, that actually sounds like something that could be done. Uh, company thinks I invented Rickrolling tries to buy it from me. Uh, look, I don't know. I can't comment on this. I'm going to assume Kevin his research. And uh, the, uh, look, if the second most searched thing is the Tech It Realm exposed an empire built on lies. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Multiple times I I had stumbled upon internet mysteries that were so interesting and exciting I couldn't wait to write about them, only to trace back all leads and discover the source of everything was a single YouTube video talking about a mystery that there was no evidence of ever having existed before the video was made. Credit where credit is due, the stories are absolutely engaging and entertaining, but you should avoid this channel if you want to learn about real, unsolved mysteries. As a fan of this channel, and presumably of Fact Boy in general, I assume you're interested in facts, but if you're more interested in fiction, be sure to get in the comments and let us know. (laughs) which is two, just do, decoding the unknown, too. which is just made-up sh** that is way more interesting. <laughs> Maybe next time, instead of the normal educational fair, you can listen to Simon read my novel about four strangers accidentally becoming the four horsemen of the apocalypse and apocalypse and destroying all mankind. It's a bit of a change of direction, isn't it? Bonus facts. Number one. While born and raised in Massachusetts, at the time of his death, Sam Petrucci was living in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Uh, I, right now, know uh scranton i'm watching the office for the first time the office us for the first time set in scranton pennsylvania i never heard of scranton before the american version of the office but i swear to god it comes up in the research for nearly every single script i write for simon whether it shows up in the finished product or not yeah i i I, when i was you know when i was watching the office i was like is scranton real yes it's real Number 2. Tor stands for The Onion Router, and is required to visit .onion websites on the dark web. It works by routing your signal randomly through a large network of servers to improve your privacy and security. The technology that protects your privacy and security is also the technology that makes something like live-streaming a red room impossible. Good. I'm glad it's impossible. Thank you so much. This has been an episode, a short episode of Decoding the Unknown, where we uh, looked at the known. And uh, yeah, the mysteries that are solved. And are boring because... <laughs> i hope you like this video uh this show this podcast however you're consuming it if you liked it as a podcast please leave a review i love those reviews they make me feel warm inside and uh yeah that's brilliant if you're watching on youtube like subscribe and i'll see you next time